Hey, everybody. Let's take a break with Steven. I'm Alex, and I have Steven Seamus. Hello, and we everyone. We'd like to talk to everybody about what's going on in the Ace Universe. What's happening? What's hot? What's trending? That's cool. So we're going to try to cover all things pop culture, everything that's relevant uh, in the world of comic books. Maybe we'll touch on some sports cards and some of the collectible merchandise that is out there. Um, I know, Alex, we're going, to, we're going to try to focus on five different elements on each show. Uh, each show should be anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. Hopefully you can get your pop culture fix uh, for the week, and we're going to try to discuss relevant events. So, Alex, why don't you kick us off with the first topic? Yeah, uh, so obviously everything's being pushed back, um, release dates-wise, movies, and all that fun stuff. So we have, first up is Wonder Woman. One of the things that I think people are really excited about seeing is uh, Cheetah, Maxwell Lord, um, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal uh, playing those guys. Uh, you know, what I see, and I think you see it too, is when the announcement when the announcement of Cheetah came out, books started just going crazy. Yeah, interestingly enough, I was in uh, my supermarket, my local supermarket, uh, a couple times last week. The Doritos package with Gal Gadot dressed as Wonder Woman had already been out. They must have printed uh, yeah, the bag months in advance. Yeah, months in advance. And I'm going to tell you something. I waited on like a Monday. Now the, they, they have tons of Doritos on the shelves. I went on on Monday, and they had a whole shelf stacked with Gal Gadot uh, as as Wonder Woman. Uh, by Wednesday, I had to go back and buy more food. All the other Dorito bags were there, but people had bought up all the Wonder Woman bags. I wonder if that's gonna be something that we're gonna to start to see, funny enough, right? If all of a sudden people are gonna be selling, hey, I got the rare Dorito Wonder Woman bag and that pulled from the shelf. Yeah, I'm I mean, you can't, of, you can't resell them. It's not like they pull them and they're gonna put them back out when the movie comes out. Like, that's got a sale by date. It's it's dead, it's, those are dead products. Yeah, I, I do wonder if it becomes site. one of the, I, I, I do wonder, Alex, if that becomes one of those long-term, long-term effects. So when it comes to Cheetah, the, the modern Cheetah's first new appearance is Wonder Woman 7, yep. George Perez. Uh, it doesn't have a very high population. So it's not a low pop book per se, but there's only 214 9.8s uh, and there's only 17.98 signature series. The signature series are probably George Perez ones. And as you yep. know, uh, Perez is tough, right? Uh, he's, he's done. Not doing, he's, he's retiring. Yeah, he's retiring. He's not doing a lot of stuff anymore. And with the current state of conventions, we don't know if and when you're going to see George at another convention. Uh, so I would think that those 1798s are going to be very, very difficult uh, to find. And, and, and if you've noticed the price of the 214s, they've probably tripled in, in price. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be a very common basic book. Um, it's pretty much tripled in price probably in the last, uh, since they announced it. Um, interestingly enough, you know, when you take a book from 1987, uh, a lot of those books were in dollar boxes. A lot yeah. of those books got kicked around. A lot of those books got knocked around. They were, I'm especially not, the I, first 10 issues of a series like that. You know, when I was at Midtown, we, if there was an 80s collection, those the first 10 issues of that Wonder Woman series were in there constantly. It's not, they weren't hard to find, but I mean, nine eighths, that's that's tough. Those those are, you know, newsprint 80s comics. Like they're, they're not easy to keep in nine conditions. Yeah, I would not expect to see a lot of new nine eights with white pages right. uh, enter the market uh, by the time the, the movie comes out. So I think if you're looking for something interesting, I will say this. 
Issue number nine, The Origin of Cheetah, great cover image. Mm -hmm. uh, there's only a 66 pop on that 9-8, and there's only eight signature series, again, most likely George Perez, um, on those books. So I would look at that book also as a key book, being an origin and being that Cheetah is pretty, pretty cool image uh, on the cover. Yeah. Maxwell Lord, like a character that you would never really assume would be in a Wonder Woman movie, um, being brought into the to the to the you know DCU, um, which is funny because you know the Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman is obviously the villain. That's what they set it out to be. And Maxwell Lord, for years after Justice League number one, his first appearance, he was a good guy, a good guy the whole time. When he turned, was Infinite Crisis. Um, which is, was a dollar book. You could find those $1 to $3 raw and barely any CDC 9.8. So it's just, it's funny to see how the cheetahs are going and the Maxwell Lords are kind of stagnant where probably after the movie, you're going to see those go higher. Just League number ones are $10 books, $50 to $100 9.8. Yeah, interestingly, interestingly enough on the Maxwell Lord, first of all, obviously Pedro Pascal's on fire. Yeah. His role in the Mandalorian season two. Uh, as great and as anticipated as people thought The Mandalorian was, it, it was even better, I think. I yeah, think it really, totally. um, it, was, it was an extraordinarily great series. Um, interestingly enough, on, on the uh, Justice League number ones, there is a 270 pop on the 9.8s. However, on the Canadian price variants, and I think mm -hmm. people, you're starting to see this more, whether it's UPC variants, Canadian price variants, right, yeah. now, right now, CGC doesn't always break out this, the newsstand versus the direct market. Right. Mile High Comics years ago did start differentiating between the two, noting that, hey, these newsstand books, especially in high grade, are much, much more difficult to get. Yeah. On the Justice League number ones, where we know that there's a 270 pop, and it's a very, very common book. You and I, you and I picture that cover in our head. There's yeah. like a million Everybody copies out there. Yeah. Everybody knows it. On the Canadian price variants, there's only 23.98s with zero signature series. So if you're going to look for a Maxwell Lord book, that might be the book is yeah. the Canadian price variant. Yeah. Cause, and those variants are only going to be harder to find. They'll Correct. always go up. Always go up. Right. You can't look 23. Forget it. I mean, how many people are going to find a book from 1987, uh, a 33 year old book and all of a sudden find it in nine, eight, like you might be able to find one in a dollar box somewhere, but uh, in again, Canada. In, in Canada, by the way, remember 30 years ago, People were not looking at the newsstand variants and the direct market right. variants and the Canadian and the British price. People were not looking for those things. Now, all of a sudden, now that people are going back and they're looking at these variant and variations, they're starting to say, hey, wait a second. Some of these, there are real variants there and, and they are more elusive. Yeah. Great. So what do we have next, Alex? Let's go Amazing Spider-Man 361. The always pleasurable uh, first appearance of Carnage. What's amazing to me about that book is I could almost picture the cases and cases and cases and yep. cases of yep. books that we opened that we had in our hand, $3 on the shelf. Alex, how did that book become such a holy grail with the volume that were printed? Why, that's, why that's is that? It's a classic that? 90s book. Classic, heavily printed 90s book. People still want them. People still want them. I mean, every collection that someone... If it was a collection and people were, were collecting comics in the '90s, they had the the Venoms, uh, the 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 first the Carnage, the Maximum Carnage series, 
they had Death of Supermans, they had anything with a lenticular cover, like those books are all over the place. But yet nine eights, you know, are, you know, still first appearance of Carnage. People love them. You're gonna love this. So there are over 15,000 graded CGC copies, almost 3,600 of them, plus 500 signature series, which is a little, almost 4,100 of the 15,000 are 9.8s. That's a very large number of 9.8s. It's a very high percentage of the copies, which means that it's not like 4,000 or 400,000, right? Where it's a very, it's, it's a very high percentage of the books that are being submitted are 9.8s. Um, so normally, that would not mean a very high value for those kinds of books. So it is interesting when you see a book with a, with a high print run, high nine eights, not, not a low pop book in high nine eights, but yet still carries a sort of mystique and aura about it, almost like New Mutants 97 and yeah. uh, 87 and 98. I will say this, interestingly enough, the second printing, and I think you're gonna start to see this mm -hmm. with a lot of books, Death of Superman 75, um, uh, uh, Moon, Moon Girl and uh, Devil, Devil Dinosaur, yeah. right? The second print, um, Ultimate Fallout 4. Yep. The first print, Miles' head is behind the logo. The yep. second print, his head's in front of the logo. The second print is actually a nicer looking cover. Yeah. And, and the second prints are way, very valuable. Way low print run. Way low print runs. Yep. So I think there's going to be a shift. So when you look at the second print of the Carnage book, there's yep. only 299 with only 40 signature series. There's only 903 that are graded in total. That is 900 versus 15,000. So I think if you're going to look for something on the Spidey 361, I think you should try to find yourself a second print in 9.8. It won't cost you the same amount of money, but there's only 290 of those in existence. Yeah. And was that a silver, the second print? Uh, yeah, I copy? believe so. Yeah, like the New Mutants 87 was gold. Uh, they're neat. I, I get it. It's a second printing. It's not as flashy as first printing first appearance but again it's what's rare second printing is more rare okay what else we got on tap alex uh sweet tooth my favorite jeff lemire so so talk about the series why why this series why is it being picked up by netflix what is the what is, what is the story about? Can you describe the, the story, summarize it for us? And what is the attraction for Netflix? Yeah, the, I mean, if anybody knows anything about Jeff Lemire, he is a workhorse. He pretty much writes and draws almost all of his books. They're all on, out on time. He has multiple books coming out. I think Sweet Tooth might have been his first larger audience book. Um, it was a DC Vertigo book. Um, he, had, he had some, some stuff come out before that, uh, original graphic novels and so on but i think this was the one that got people intrigued where a a boy who has antlers runs into a guy who is essentially hunting him and it's been a year since I, I finished the series uh and then it says their their journey together as you know there's there's another group of humans that are hunting these children that are also you know mixed with animals but they're born from humans um very odd but very very solid book it's very clean there's a beginning there's an end it's over it's great i think it was about 40 50 issues maybe a little bit more than that um and the first issue was a dc dollar book i mean i remember when it came out in midtown it was like we had i mean there were dollars so it cost 60 cents to buy so there's a thousand ordered a million of them 
Interestingly enough, the nine eights have almost doubled in price uh, just since the announcements. They were selling between 175 and 200. They're 450 plus now, uh, and you can't even find them. Uh, yeah. I would assume the print runs are not large on that first issue. It's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. And, you know, and then obviously the Jeff Lemire signature series, if you can catch them at a show. And, but the problem right now is you can't catch anybody at shows right now. Yep. Plus he's, so. again, like I said, he's extremely busy. He works on, he draws and he writes all of his books and multiple books. Like he's doing a bunch of stuff for Dark Horse. He's doing more stuff for DC. He's, I think he's going back to Marvel doing some writing. So it's not like he's going to every con once a month. You might see him at one or two or three the whole year. Some, maybe some of the big ones, Baltimore, New York. Um, but now that Robert Downey Jr. picked up his the option to make the show, he's just going to get more famous. He's going to get more stuff going to get picked up. So yeah, signature series are going to be really hard to come by. So Alex, they've only graded 76 copies in total, only 25 blue label 9.8s, only 18 yellow label 9.8s. So there's a reason why those books have doubled in the last week or two, because anybody who wants it, I mean, the pop is so small. Go, good luck. I mean, the people who have them probably have them in personal collections and trying to pry one out now, right? How are you going to pry one out right now? Who, who's giving up their maybe maybe send it to CGC hopefully right right who, who who's 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 gonna pull that book out of their collection right now when the series is just announced about to launch no one's no one's pulling that book out so and they were right, dollar that, books so like th 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 people didn't care they're probably giving away for free at some shops like nobody was expecting this to be a hot book by any means especially ten years later almost. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, look, I think you're starting to see that with a lot of these books where, you know, it takes years and years and years for stuff to get picked up and then it gets picked up. And then by the time it gets picked up, it's five, 10, 15, 20 years old. And it's been kicking around boxes. It's been kicking around. It's, you know, it's got shuffled around. It got moved. And you know, nine eights, they have to be from the factory to the shelf. And even then you get nine sixes or nine fours. Pulling them out of boxes. Ball and chain. Ball and Jake. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I'm friends with Ale, uh, who's the artist on the series. We actually know Scott Lobdell. He's been to many, yeah. many of our events over the years. Uh, great guy, great story. Uh, I spoke to Ale. I'm like, Ale, what is the print? First of all, the first issue is a black cover. Okay. N up until a week ago, very few people had even heard of the series from Homage. I don't yeah. even think Homage as a studio is around anymore. Uh, the book is, is 21 years old. It's from 1999. And I asked Ali what the print run was. He goes, I think maybe we printed 7,000 copies of the first one. He said he believes that they printed maybe 1,000 copies of number four. There are sets that just went skyrocketing. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Emily Blunt. Uh, the, the sets just went skyrocketing. Uh, there are no blue labels. There are no yellow labels. There's no labels. They don't exist. Uh, issue one is going to be very, very tough with the black cover. I yeah. asked Ali, I said, Ali, you got a little stash? I didn't. He goes, no, nah, he has just maybe a few copies laying around. So old. So I think it's going to be one of those things where I think the copies are going to go to the moon because there's nothing out there. You can't get them. Right now, I think sets are selling in the 60 to $75 range, one through four. But issue four is the issue that is literally impossible to find. Those things have been probably kicking around in boxes for 20 years. You can't find them. 50 cent bins. 50 cent bins. Not even dollar bits. Yeah. Who, even ha who has yeah. them? Yeah. Who has them? So it's like jackpot. I even asked Ali if he has any of the original art. He goes, oh, long gone. 
So imagine, imagine you bought that art from Alex. I think I saw someone on on eBay that had some interiors and he wanted like five grand for something. Yeah, you can't yeah. get it. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. You can't you can't find it. It's so limited. It's only four issues. And and that's a perfect example of a 21-year-old story out of nowhere. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, forget about it. Yeah. You already you already know what's gonna happen yeah. with Dwayne the and Rock. And I think I think the person that's writing this, I mean, it's all got it, the movie, if it goes through, has nothing but hits. Dwayne, Emily Blunt, right? Uh, and then I think the, the script writer is the person who wrote The Big Sick. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't do small no. films. Do we have any more topics for tonight, Alex, or we're good, or we're good One for more. tonight? One more. One more. <laughs> on Black Widow, uh, very, very interesting. It seems like it's based on the 1999 series because that's when Yelena- Marvel stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's when Yelena Belova was introduced. Mm -hmm. uh, there are three covers for that book. All are very, very difficult to find, very difficult to find in high grade because the first Black Widow is really based on the original Black Widow character. And that's the books that people have been chasing for the last five to 10 years. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're, you're introducing Yelena Belova. Yelena Belova, who's played by Florence Pugh, who is probably going to be obviously spoiler alert. We all know knows we all know what happens to uh, ScarJo in the Avengers films. Yeah, it looks like Yelena is going to take the ball and roll to the future of yeah. the of the new Avengers films, and this is where she first appears. Yeah. So very very difficult book, 1999. Again, a 21 year old book. Uh, people only really started talking about it a few months, uh, you know, after they announced Yelena was going to be, you know, side by side with Black Widow. Uh, the, the, the main cover, 111.98, zero signature series. Yeah. Uh, the DF version, the DF cover, 47.98 with only one signature series. Yeah. And then the variant cover. Try to find that raw to begin with. Oh, yeah. Forget it. And, and sometimes, and got to find the certificate, right? A lot yeah. of people lose, the, lose the, the little certificates, yeah. right? I think there was only a few thousand copies printed. And then the third version is the variant cover, only 74.98 blue labels and only one signature series. So, I'm like those books are in the 150 plus range now. I don't know how they're not way more than that. I think once the film hits, once it comes out, once you see Yelena, Florence Pugh, incredible actress, yep. she's going to be great. We all know what Scarjo is going to bring to the table. So I think that that's going to be another book to watch because again, very low pop. Yep. Um, the DF version, they only printed a few thousand copies. These are all black covers. They, they, they chip very, very easily on the spine. Any chip at all shows up very, very easily. And again, that was not the book that people were setting aside for the last 20 years when it came to Black Widow. Right. So I think that's the book that people are going to be looking at once the film is finally released. Yeah, you can find, I think Raw's are like between 10 and $20. And then, but the, DF, the DF98s are like 300 bucks. Yeah, can't get it. Can't get it. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our initial podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of pleasure. Thank you to my co-host, Alex Ray. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Alex, any other final words? That's it. Subscribe, and uh, we'll talk about it a couple more times, I think. Right. Happy collecting, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.